Morning, everybody. Morning, church. So as uh, Matt said, with, with Ian departing, it's given us an opportunity to really rethink this, our next-gen structure, our next-gen ministry. And we, we started our conversation with the key question of, of why do we do next-gen ministry? Um, it's a good place to start. And two answers that we came up with were, were firstly the 414 window, which, which kind of shows that most first-time commitments to Jesus happen between the age of 4 and 14. It gets a lot tougher. The statistics drop after that point. But secondly, we're going, it's not just salvation, but, but rather an own faith that, that we have a generation that grows up who, who knows their, their Savior and wants to live this out. And so as we thought about that, the reality started to sink in for us. And I think if we can just take a moment and let it sink in for us as a church, God has given us the next generation to mold and to um, nurture and to lead. And that's a huge responsibility. And we just um, kind of really in awe that God has chosen us to do that. And we know that he um, has, a, have, has a very specific purpose and plan for us as a church as we move our next generation forward. And as a church, we get to mold the future leaders of our schools, the future leaders of our city, and even the future leaders of our church. And we get to, we get to mold our society, the society that our children will be growing up in, and the society that they will be creating. We get to mold future families, and we get to really just, um, I suppose, move our church, our families, our city, and our country forward into the reality of knowing God, into the... Am I making sense? Into just this like this new life. We have we have a gift of new life. We have a gift of a of a future that is nothing like the reality that we are living now. And we can mold that as we as we help our children and our teenagers to know Jesus more. So so as we had that, as we, we decided that we need there's something we need to do, so so a journey was was in order. I, I think you can't just have different ministries doing their own thing, but but rather we decided on a journey going where do we start and, and not birth is, is the start? Where do we end with, with guys leaving matric? Um, but what the middle looked like was a little bit blurry of, of what this journey is going to look like. How are we going to move guys forward was, was a little bit blurry as we, we started. And so to be able to fill in the gaps from the beginning to the end, we did a lot of reading. We read lots of theology. We read some psychology. We read some childhood development. We've read some educational theory, and we've put together a whole lot of readings that we have done um, to come up with six stages of faith. And you can see them up there, and we're going to just run through them now with you, because the six stages is a journey that we're wanting our children and our church to move along in as families. So today we're going to do the broad strokes, and over the next two weeks we're going to look at what Sunday is going to look like and what our Friday nights are going to look like. But tonight, today we're just doing the broad picture of, of where we're going. So we start with the babies. From when they're born until they're three, we all know that those babies are pretty self-centered. And so they really only have two questions. Their faith level is to say is really self-centered faith. And they have two questions. Am I safe? And am I loved? And as a church, what can we do for that phase? Well, at that stage, really, um, babies want their moms and dads. And so our responsibility is to really just help moms and dads to nurture in that, in that phase. We can have a crash where our moms and dads can leave their children feeling safe and feeling loved. And we can also create environments here at the church that are comfortable and safe for moms, dads, their little ones, so that their first experiences of church are positive. The second stage is, is experienced faith, so age three to six. Um, traditionally, our Sunday school age 
But yeah, what kids are asking is, is what do we do here and how do we act here? Um, the key focus is, is role models and parents, that, that we have people to display faith, people to show faith um, to these kids. Anyone who has a child in this age knows that your child is watching your every action. They, they copy what you do. So the best person to model faith to, to this age group is really the parents. How you, how you live at home, how you worship in church, let them see your, your faith be displayed. Um, our job is, is we're going to resource you as best you can to, to have these faith conversations at home with your, your three to six-year-old. And in church, you're the ones who model faith. When they come here, you show them what we do here. And you show them how we act here. And so every, every part of service, every part of what you do, even just your presence here, demonstrates that in an experience of faith. And then we move, as we, as we get a little bit older, grade 1s to grade 6s, they start moving slowly into this phase of a community or a shared faith. Re- normally around about eight, grade 4-ish, we start to get to the point where our children are saying, this is my place, this is my church. And then the question for them becomes, so what do we believe? And so that's how, so that, that needs to become our focus as we grow with our children. And so what we will, what we will focus on, especially in grade threes to, um, grade fours to sixes, is the core doctrines, the core teachings of the church. What do we believe? And then we want to help them to develop the sense of belonging. And so small groups will start kicking in here that they can get together with friends and know that this is the place where they belong. So what does that then mean for us as a church? Well, for moms and dads, the reality is a bit of a rough one because the fact is our children are going to develop a community somewhere. They're going to feel a sense of community at the place where they spend the most time, where they have the most conversations, where they really just think the most, where they make the most connections. And so is that going to be school for them? Is that going to be a sports team? Is that going to be ballet or the beach? Or is that going to be church? That's quite a a tough question and quite a tough decision to come to as a family. And then church, as as our families bring out their children to us, as the children come here and we want to make them feel like this is their community, we obviously need lots of people who will be their friend, who will make them feel safe and comfortable in this place, where they will feel connected and where they will feel like this is somewhere that I have friends. And then, of course, we will need to have people who can teach them doctrine and show them what we believe. The next stage is, is the, the next big transition in, in life from into teenage years, in a sense. So, so searching faith, grade 7 to grade 9. This is the big shift that, that, if you think back, you've all gone through us from what do we believe to what do I believe. It, it now becomes personal. It now becomes wrestling with it themselves so some on a personal level so so our goal in, in our next gen ministry is to teach core theology so so this is what the bible says this is how the bible calls us to respond to these situations and then secondly to to tackle the big questions because again there's there's so many voices out there there's so many people giving answers so our goal is is to stand up and give them the answers from what jesus says from what the bible says and therefore, discipleship is key that we walk alongside people. The, the encouragement here, yeah, if, you, if you're a parent with a, a child between grade 7 and grade 9, don't, don't panic when you hear the word questioning, because this is really a good thing. Uh, our research has shown that, that most people stay in, in, in stage 3 of, of a community faith. They're, they're very happy to go, this is what we believe. But they've really, very few have, have wrestled with, this is what I believe. 
So again, the call to the church here is, is people to walk this road, people to be involved, um, that is able to them to flesh out these questions they have. We really want them to move from what do we believe to what I believe, because when you get to stage five and you have a personal or owned faith, then the question becomes, how does my belief and faith work out in my life? And that's what we want. That's, that's a full life. That's a life lived for Jesus. And so only when they own their faith does this start to happen. And our focus then becomes mentoring for our grade 10s to matrix and also to provide opportunities for them to live out their faith in their community and in their school. And so what do we need as a church or as parents? Well, parents remain the the key role models here. Parents remain the ones who um, share their faith with with their teenagers. But the reality is, once your teenager hits grade 10, grade 11, grade 12, you as a parent don't really know too much. So then we thought, well, who does know everything at that point? And the reality is that young adults are the font of all knowledge for a grade 10 to a grade 12, because they're in the life phase that is next for them. And so if you're a young adult, this is a phase where you can really make an impact for the next generation just by sharing your life and the decisions and the choices that you have made. And the final stage that we, we discovered was a mature faith, which, which ultimately is the, the end result, the, the final step. Um, this is the question that the question they ask you is, is, how can I live my faith out? So it's not just good believing, but, but I want to live this out. I want it to be known. And ultimately, a mature faith is, is a result of, of the questioning. It's a result of the owning. And therefore, you settle on the truth and you're able to live it out comfortably. This is hard to focus on in a ministry, but rather it's a one-on-one conversation that hopefully happens past just next-gen ministry. And, and the reality is we all look at our situation in life. We know we have, have uh, speed bumps that come up and, and we kind of go, oh, how do I, how do I deal with this? And you deal with it, you, you come to grips with what the God is saying, and you, you carry on living out your faith. So, so ultimately, our catchphrase here is, a mature faith is someone who's happy with the work of God in their life. And so there you have it, the six stages. And of course, we remember and recognize that salvation happens really in any of those stages. But we want to move our children and our teenagers into a position of maturity and certainty in Christ, and a life that is full. And we really just... Um, yeah, we are privileged to be able to guide that journey and to focus on different things as our children get older. So as I said in the beginning, in the next two weeks, uh, next week we're going to look at how this, how, this, how this plays out on a Friday in our Loving Out Ministries, and the week after that, how this model fits into our Sunday ministries where we love up and love in, um, that, it, that it has traction, that it's not just a picture on the screen. Also, we're going to invite parents to get together. We would love to have these conversations with you. If you're questioning, hey, where does my child fit into this? Um, we're going to try to do one big group meeting. But also, if you, if you want to chat, Nikki and I are available for conversation. So there we have six stages. And for these six stages to work, we really do need all hands on deck. We need people to become involved. And so, and yeah, we really do not have the volunteers that we need right now to make this happen in 2020. And so we really encourage you to pray and to ask the Lord, where do you fit in to serving in the next gen ministry? Perhaps you heard words like disciple or mentor or friend or teach and something just stirred in you. Let us know that. We have a clipboard at the back. Put your name down. We'll call you and we can chat about that a little bit more. Um, perhaps you can just perhaps you just feel like yes, I connect with all of this, and I'm going to pray. Um, we will we will we will keep talking about specifics in the weeks to come.
So ultimately, as we wrap up, God has called us to, to fill the city of East London with the gospel and glory of Jesus Christ. And we feel as, as a next-gen ministry, we have this powerful tool to, to reach the city now and also to reach the city for the future. If we can, if we can win them now, we, we have the city for, for years to come. So pray for us as we follow where God is leading us, and we look forward to you joining us on this journey.